tonight. Good, good, good. Well, my name is Mandy McMillan, and uh, this is one of my best friends, Carly Kale. And uh, we are so excited. Carly and I um, started a little thing that's called a podcast um, about a year ago, and it's called the Dreamcatcher Pod. And um, we've been going around um, and interviewing people that are out there catching their dreams. And it's been really cool. We've had some people around the world, and uh, it's been going up there on iTunes, um, Spotify, all that fun stuff, Audio Boom, and we've had thousands and thousands of listens. We've got a lot of followers, and it's really taken off, and it's been a cool thing to do over 2020, because as you know, this year's been crazy. So we've just been out there inspiring people to catch their dreams and uh, make sure that people are still doing it through all these crazy times. So we're super excited to be here. Um, this is our first live podcast taping in front of an audience, so everybody give it up, give it up. There we go. <laughs> and we're so excited. This is a huge dream of Carly and I's. Um, about a year and a half ago when we started talking about everything, we thought we wanted to get on the road. And it's so cool that, I, you know, I do house concerts. Thanks a lot to Al and Sue for inspiring me to do that. But we thought it'd be a cool thing to, um, to interview people that we go, you know, the cities and to, to pull out dream catchers and hear their stories. And who's better to interview than Al and, and Miss Sue here, Kentrup. So say hello, Al. Hello, hello, hello. Good to be here. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for coming. So. Yeah. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, this is our first time doing it live. So, you know, if there's any technical difficulties or, or awkwardness, just laugh with us. Yes. <laughs> and, um, but we're going to ask Al some questions as to how he started um, this Live in Loveland and how he's been inspiring uh, many independent artists to pursue their journeys and do these house concerts. So... Al, why don't you take it away, say hello, introduce our dreamers that are going to be listening online to you. So, tell. All right. Uh, hey, thanks for all. Thanks for coming. Great to be here. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, Mandy. Um, looking forward to the, uh, the podcast. Uh, we're here live in Loveland, Loveland, Ohio, and a, a cast of uh, a pretty good crowd here for uh, an, an autumn night. And thanks, everybody, for coming and looking forward to uh, participating. And yeah. This is already off to a great start. Cool. Yeah. And feel free to hoot and holler, have fun. Um, at the end, we might like you know pull some people to kind of ask questions, and you can just yell them out, and we'll we'll um, recite them into the microphone and have Al answer all the all the fun questions. So don't be afraid. But and it's going to be probably about uh, 25, 30 minutes kind of thing. So and then we'll take a little bit of a break. But yeah. So how Al, how are you feeling today? Doing good, good. This is our first event out there in 2020 here, with uh, given the COVID situation. So it's good to be back. Have a live audience, have people at the house, and have you here performing. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Well, um, we're super excited. It's a beautiful night here in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Fall night, the leaves are all changing. It's stunning, and uh, the weather is beautiful, so we're excited. It's going to be different because I've been here twice before, and Carly came with me uh, exactly two years ago to the date mm -hmm. kind of thing, or to the weekend, um, and this is the first one outside. So this is, this is the first event outside, first time I've ever tried doing it outside, so courtesy of my neighbors and everybody, I think it'll go well. So yeah. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm from Ohio, about four hours north of here, and we were just up there visiting my family, and Ohio in the fall is, is beautiful. So I'm really thankful that we get to do it outside and, and have people, you know, considering this year. Yeah. So this has been a blessing for us, and we're really excited. Yeah. And, of course, we have to drink our uh, signature drink, there Woodford Reserve. <laughs> cheers, 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 cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers. Woo! cheers. Yeah. Yeah, a little fun fact is we were here two years ago. Um, I performed and brought up my buddy Zach Dyer, who you guys, this is so exciting. If you were here two years ago, 
Um, Zach just got a cut with Tim McGraw on his new album. So, yes, yes, we're very excited for him. If you haven't yet, go listen to the new Tim McGraw record and If I Was a Cowboy. If I Was a Cowboy, yep. yes. So here, right here, Al, that's so cool. You had somebody in your living room who is now has his name on a Tim McGraw album. So That's cool. Yeah. It's really great to have artists come here and then see where they go from there. It's uh -huh. all about, to me, Live in Loveland. It's all about supporting live artists and great artists and helping them on the journey however we can. So yeah. through the donations, through whatever we can do, that's what it's about, supporting live music. Oh, I love it. Well, how did you um, get started with Live in Loveland? Has it always been, like, was it a dream for a very long time or did it kind of spring up all of a sudden? This goes back to, we lived in uh, Pennsylvania a number of years ago and uh, met an artist up there from our town. Liz Longley, I was probably playing some of her music earlier, but uh, we started following Liz, and in uh, Philly, house concerts are pretty common. They're a very common place. Mm -hmm. Our house wouldn't accommodate that. So uh, when we came here to Ohio, it was to find a place where we might be able to do that. And uh, we had Liz here as the first act, and uh, far less techie, and uh, <laughs> a lot of her sound, a lot of make makeup lights, but uh, went from there. So after having Liz, and it's been... We got up to one year. I think we had seven or eight events in one year. Wow. So that's oh a bit gosh. much with working and traveling, but, uh, but it's been good. We've had some great artists. It's great to follow them when they leave here and see where, see where their journey takes them. Absolutely. Have you, uh, is there any artists that have really stood out for you over the years? I, you know, Seth Glear is one of our, I think, mainstays here that, that's been here before. Um, um, Scott Sachs and Susie Brown, again from Nashville. Yeah. Uh, they've been here several times. Um, we've had we've had some great artists. Uh, we had one band here actually. It was a five-piece band, and uh, unfortunately, they just they broke up just last year. But uh, it was great to have a full band in my house. And uh, I normally have a sound guy for us good ones here, but uh, with the COVID situation, he's kind of keeping to himself. So absolutely. Well, you're doing a great job at the sound. So <laughs> can everyone give it up for Al for the amazing sound he's provided? I know we were doing the little sound check before, and he's just turning, yeah. turning the knobs, getting it all dialed in. So, no, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Forrest taught me well. <laughs> yes, he did. Thank you, Forrest. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, um, for you, because you are a lover of music and you play yourself, um, has music always been a dream of yours since you were young? Let's make this very clear. I play a cymbal, maybe. No, a tambourine. <laughs> that would be about it, my extent. I play the triangle. Yeah, people have seen me with a picture of a guitar that's a... Uh, Air guitar, that's not me. That's a <laughs> you know, guitar hero is what it guitar is. Guitar so, hero, yeah, yeah. yes. So. The truth comes out. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't play. I play an iPad. That's my music. Well, there we go. Well, you do very well at that. Mm -hmm. So, But it's great to just do. I've always probably wanted to be in a band, never had those skills or talents. But uh, I think growing up back in high school days, an ambition was to be a roadie. I'd like yeah. to uh, just help the band set up and so on and so forth. Not that I ever did that, <laughs> but that was my ambition. And well, you're uh, kind of doing it now. Yeah, I had to get a real job. <laughs> and then uh, several years down the road, now I'm able to be a roadie and host yeah, a concert. So there you good. go. Yeah, I get to be a roadie, a promoter, a sound man, and whatever. All oh the gosh. above. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should put your resume in Nashville. Yeah. You'd, be, you'd be hired right away. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Oh, well, we love it. Well, this has just been such a, a cool thing, and I, I'm so excited to be back because my first time here was, I think, about two and a half years ago, which was crazy. And we had talked for, I mean, I want to say probably six months at least to a year before. We actually, I actually, I think I first met you at uh, Marguerite DeVoe in Nashville. <laughs> yes. Said hi, and then we kind of 
worked on getting this all worked out, and he was glad it worked out a couple of years ago. And you've been here like this is your third time, I think. I, yeah, this is the third time here. So third time's a charm. Yeah, yeah. yeah so this is gonna be fun. Um, but no, it's been so cool, and I really have to give it up to you and Sue um, for creating this kind of environment. And I know for myself, like I've played um, house shows, and you know I'm from Canada, so we always like to sit around a bonfire to stay alive. Um, and I would just bring up my guitar and play. Um, but to really get like the full-on house concert experience, this really changed like the direction for my career and for me to be able to do shows um, just in people's living rooms. And it's really inspired a lot of shows that have come up like in the past couple of years. So thank you for that. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. great. It's been uh, good to do and yeah. Yeah. Uh, really taking pride in what we do. We're trying to have the sound and the lights and make it more of a listening room type environment. Yeah. And uh, just recently, I've been able to recruit a friend of mine, Don, over here. So he yeah. had his first house concert outdoor uh, back in September. So Oh, yeah. And I've helped a couple other friends from... Procter & Gamble actually uh, start their own little events, not so many, but yeah. it's good to help get others involved and bring in their artists and yeah. see it grow. Oh, that's awesome. So not only like artists yeah. um, are you inspiring, you're inspiring other house concert yeah, yeah. hosters, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Oh, I love that. Wow. Yeah, giving more venues for other artists and, oh, it's amazing. And thank you for giving us this space to, to do another one of our creative. Yeah, no problem. I'm sorry <laughs> I can't be in the main hall when we don't have our our lobby, but uh, no, also known as my foyer, but this <laughs> works out pretty good here. This is really nice. No, I think this is perfect. And I got to say, I'm a huge waterfall fan. So this little <laughs> fountain here is just, this is like it. This is where the vibe's at. So used to be a fire pit. Now it's a water fountain. Hey, I like the <laughs> fountain better. It's easier to take care of. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, no, th well, this is so awesome. Well, throughout your journey um, with doing the house concerts, have you ever, I mean, maybe 2020 is the whole obstacle here, but what are some obstacles that you've had to kind of overcome to do them? And it's, uh, there's always an adventure sometimes. I think it gets into artists that come from a time zone and don't realize that Ohio's in the yeah. eastern time mm -hmm. zone. And we've had some artists, the band actually showed up like 15 minutes before showtime. Wow. So we've had some of those where the gangs all helped out and loaded things in and got things set up. We've had uh, Scott and Susie here one summertime when we had a summer storm come by and we had a power outage. Oh, gosh. And uh, 15 minutes before showtime, we actually got power back oh, after we had gone out and got a power generator. So we were ready <laughs> to run on a generator had we needed to. So we've overcome some hurdles, but... Uh, it adds to the adventure and makes it all worthwhile. Oh, yeah. And I think it makes the show kind of extra special when you have something crazy like that to go off of. Yeah. I think so. I always, yeah. I'm not going to lie, and I don't want to jinx myself, but I always kind of like when something kind of goes a little wonky, and then you got to work it out, and then that's the, you know, that's the fun thing for the show for the night. That yeah. may not be my preference. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't put that out there. We won't. Yes. Perseverance. That's what it is. That's yeah. the key. That's good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's great to, uh, after, you know, as we've done, mm -hmm. uh, after the uh, act and the everybody goes home. It's nice to just sit around and talk, hear stories, mm -hmm. um, have a few drinks, and uh, <laughs> hear about uh, the endeavors the artists are going on. And you know, we've had artists park campers in the driveway. Mm -hmm. um, some that live out of their cars. Some that have you know five five artists in one small vehicle or three artists, and it's like a Tetris game, mm -hmm. watching them pack and load. But yeah. it's amazing what you guys do and uh, and the success that you have. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, this has been a really cool, a really cool thing. And that's where the whole Woodford thing comes in. I didn't really explain before, but two years ago, <laughs> when Zach was up here, we, um, we did the show. It was so awesome. And then Al decided to, um, you know, 
get us a little drinky drink. Well, all of a sudden we started drinking Woodford and within, I mean, I'm so sorry, Sue, because I think we were up till two, three in the morning yeah. and she's like, it is time for bed. <laughs> like, but um, we got into the Woodford and I'm pretty sure we have a picture of all of us putting on those uh, tattoo sleeves. Uh, yeah. I have some more of those. Too. Oh, you do? Good. Okay. Just in time for Halloween. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. We had tattoo sleeves on. We decided our band, our new band that the four of us were, were going to uh, create was called Woodford and Sons. Woodford and Sons. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it was just a hoot and a half. So that's so crazy that that was two years ago. I can't believe it. Time flies. It does. It does. So you said that, um, did you say that this was the first show that you've done? This is the first. I had uh, one back in February before all this craziness started and everything else has been shut down since then. Oh, so wow. You're the first. Yay. Wow. Well, we feel special and yeah. super honored that um, you were able to put this together. And um, thank you so much. I honestly feel like that the vibe of being outside is going to be the best vibe ever. I'm an outdoors girl, and uh, I think the golfers are probably, hopefully, going to enjoy it. Hopefully, we won't get any noise complaints. Yeah. But it wouldn't be the first time that a police officer has showed up to see what the heck's going on <laughs> at, the, at, a, at a backyard concert that Mandy's playing at. <laughs> Goodness. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, do you guys have any, any kind of questions or, or fun facts that you want to know? Um, for Al or, yeah, yeah. For, Al or, or for us. Them or yeah. for the artist, mm -hmm. Mandy, Carly? Where in Canada? Okay, well, so I'm originally from just outside of Edmonton, Alberta. So it's called Stony Plain, which is honestly one of the most beautiful little towns you could ever imagine. Um, but it gets to be like minus 50 in the wintertime. And so I made a decision about 10 years ago that I was going to crank up the music career, move down to Nashville. Is it the same here in Ohio? No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, then I'm moving to Ohio. No, no, no. <laughs> But no, so yeah, so I've been up there, and uh, this is actually going to be the first winter that I'm going home. I'm going to go back there November 3rd and try to survive over the winter time there. So everybody, please yeah. pray for me, <laughs> and uh, and any any tip donations and all that stuff tonight is going towards <laughs> buying me a very good snowsuit. Yes. So thank you. And a heater. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Okay. Well, for those of you who don't know and who maybe have never met me before, um, I'm Carly. I work in the music industry. So that's how Mandy and I met. Um, we met, what are we, about four, four years ago? Yep. Yeah, through a mutual friend. And um, our mutual friend was like, Mandy really needs some help with, you know, some assistant work and some tour management. So Mandy and I teamed up, and it was just, I mean, epic relationship from then on. I mean, we became best friends. We had this idea to do the podcast a year and a half ago. We both came to each other. Mandy was like, I have this idea for a podcast. And I'm like, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And we kind of had the same idea. And we've been doing it for a year. And it's been amazing. I mean, like, this, is, this has become a new dream of ours. So thank you for being a part of it. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. Um, I'm from, like I said, Ohio myself, the Cleveland area. So I'm, like, right in the snow belt. So I'm used to it being cold. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't claim them as my NFL team, but don't tell my family that because they, <laughs> they get a little upset, but I don't say they're my team. But, yeah, I mean, I love, I love Ohio, but I, I do love Nashville. I moved there about five years ago and have been working in the industry ever since. So this is a way for me to have, like, my artist side come out with the podcast. So, yeah, a little bit about me. It. Well, do you have um, do you have any other shows that are going to be coming up within I the? I have uh, no other shows scheduled. I have okay. uh, when this all this went shut went down, 
I actually had more artists than I had dates to fill. Mm-hmm. And that's why I recruited some colleagues to have other, other shows. But uh, yeah. that all vaporized. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what 2021 brings out. I still stay in contact. I've got probably 10 other artists that wanted to come. But uh, we chose you. <laughs> I feel so special. Thank you, guys. Wow, this really, this really does mean the world to me. So thank you, guys. And I, know we, I think we got a question in the back. Oh, I love it. So the question was, um, when did I first start singing publicly? And then when when did I realize that this was the dream and, and start making it happen? And thank you. I love that question. So actually, kind of as a little fun fact, is my mom likes to tell this story, but um, apparently I could sing or hum before I could even talk. And so when I was in the car seat, um, I used to just hum along to the radio and sing. And my favorite song was How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? Not sure if anybody knows it. That's my favorite tune. <laughs> And um, so I've just always loved music, but I have two sisters, and uh, we started singing at local Christmas concerts when I think I must have been about five years old. Wow. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's when I started. And um, we, we sang Christmas concerts. We did weddings, you know, performed there for, for family, um, sang at uh, a local rodeo, the national anthem for years. And then I think probably when I, I was about 16 and my sisters were 14 and 12, they kind of decided, you know, we think we're going to let you do this. <laughs> and uh, this is your thing, Mandy. So I started performing myself um, around t- town, you know, my Stony Plain, Alberta, and doing uh, competitions and all that stuff. But I moved to Nashville when I was about, um, about there's the Canadian accent, but uh, <laughs> when I, I came, first came down to Nashville when I was 21 and decided to move down and, and got my visa, came down when I was 23. And that, I guess, is going to age me a little bit when I say how long I've been in Nashville. But... Um, but I, it was definitely moving to Nashville was a huge step in pursuing the dream. But even living in Nashville, I just kind of always viewed it because I sang for so long that it was kind of a glorified hobby. And, um, and I just got to do really cool stuff. But I would say probably about four years ago is when it really hit me that it was like, oh, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out here like chasing this dream and it's so cool. But this is when to crank it up and actually make it my lifelong um, pursuit. So, but yeah, it was about two years ago, actually, when I wrote my song Dreamcatcher and had the aha moment that, okay, I'm out here chasing, 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 chasing. It's time to catch it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope that answered the question. <laughs> I can be a chatty Kathy. Yeah. So, <laughs> I like we're glad that uh, Live and Loveland was part of that and could help along yeah. the way. So, yeah. cool. well, do you know, fun fact that two years ago when Zach and I came and played here, that was the first time I'd ever played Dreamcatcher at a show. And I, I made Zach, as we were driving up, I was like, all right, we got four hours. You're going to learn how to play Dreamcatcher and play it with me. He's like, oh, good gosh. So it was the first time we ever played it was here, live in Loveland. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Magical. Yeah. Do you guys have any other questions for Al or for us? Is that from a perspective of hosting a concert at all or just kind of in general? Like yeah. Personally, and you, the other artists, from the 
Okay, so um, the question is, would I rather play inside or outside? And I mean, I have to say, I think it kind of depends on the environment and the sound. Um, I, of course, being indoors has always been awesome. It's looked great in there, the lights set up, and it's amazing backdrop. Um, so playing indoors is so cool, but I don't know. I just think there's something really magical about playing outside. I'm an outdoorsy kind of girl, although you might not be able to tell wearing, <laughs> wearing my big clonk and heels and <laughs> all that stuff, but I love to be outside. So I think this is a really cool really cool thing, you know, weather permitted, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wants to keep doing outdoor. Yeah. I'm like, you know, when it's snowing here in January, that's not a good idea, but. Uh. Yeah. You never know, just get them to buy better snowsuits. Mm -hmm. So it'll all be good. Yeah. Bundle up. Everybody wear onesies to a house concert. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Long johns. Great. Yeah. yeah, sounds like a great show. Yeah. Christmas onesies for yeah. everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Any other questions out there? Okay, how old was I when I learned to play guitar? Well, so I started off playing piano as a little girl. I was in lessons, and um, the kind of, there is kind of a fun fact to go with this, but my sister, uh, my middle sister, when she was about eight years old, I think she got a, a guitar for Christmas. I don't know why. I don't know if it was really on her Christmas list, but mom thought it would be a good idea. And um, I played piano lots, but this guitar just kind of sat in the back of her closet um, for years. And I think she maybe took like two lessons and was like, this is not my thing. But I think when I was about 16, 14, I went there and I found it in the back of the closet and brought it out. And let me tell you, that thing was not tuned at all. I just, I went along and played probably on the top string and just found notes on it. And I wrote a song. Um, on it and then I took it to my piano teacher she tuned it up and then taught me how to how to start to play it so I think I was about 14 but that's kind of the fun fact with the guitar cool yeah and I'm all self-taught um, with guitar so that's so forewarning <laughs> if I say I'm gonna do a guitar solo I'm gonna be singing the guitar solo yeah. so <laughs> oh I love it that's awesome I kind of feel like that's one of the best ways to learn um, in a sense like I just my favorite thing is just putting on a song or an album that I love and picking up the guitar and just playing along with it. Oh, I love it. Yay. So we're jamming later? Jamming. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I, I actually got a guitar. I acquired a guitar a couple of years ago, and I've, it's been played once by an artist who was passing through. So. <laughs> there we go. So dusted it off. <laughs> yes, it actually came in handy. But yeah. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. I love it. Anybody else for any questions? For, yeah, well, I'm going to, I'll definitely answer mine, and then I know um, I'll let Carly answer hers, because us being in the industry, we're definitely on um, two different parts of the music world, but I always like to say kind of my obstacle and struggle, I think, beyond everything, anything else is myself, and this, you know, you kind of get in these parts of um, self-doubt, and I think that's kind of the biggest struggle that I've had to overcome. Um, definitely also being from Canada, you know, it's the whole thing of getting the visa, like making the decision to move to Nashville is great, but there's a whole process to be able to actually move down. Um, but I think I kind of got to Nashville and, you know, it's like you, you want to go gung ho, but there's just so much there. You realize real quick that you are a small fish in an ocean. So there, so I think the, the whole mind game and, and having to kind of overcome my own fears and my own, um, mind games that I guess, you know, I've played, that's been the biggest struggle. But I can honestly say as crazy as it is, I think 2020 has been a bit of a blessing um, for myself, although it took away a lot of tours and a lot of shows and all that stuff. It's given me a lot of time to like sit and really realize like, what do I want? So I, I think I've overcome a lot of them. 
I hope so. But yeah, and Carly? Yeah, so obviously um, living in Nashville is a little expensive and uh, paying the bills can be hard sometimes. So that's been a struggle, you know, just trying to find out where, where your next paycheck's coming from, if you're going to get a gig. Um, for me, I do, yeah, I do tour management. I do assistant work. I've gone out on some big tours like Blake Shelton and done artist hospitality. So basically getting all the dressing rooms ready for the artists, any kind of special requests needs and I've gotten to go on some tour buses and live that life and let me tell you it's not as glamorous as it sounds um you know being like the only girl with a group of guys in a packed in a bus so that's an experience all in itself but I mean it's it's been amazing and I've enjoyed all the lessons I've enjoyed all the experiences and then like Mandy said I think honestly my biggest obstacle and I think that's for a lot of us is ourselves because it's like you gotta you gotta believe in yourself, you gotta believe in in your work ethic, you gotta believe in your talents and and your passions, and you know you gotta you gotta just work hard and and love yourself. And I think that's been a big thing for me, me this year as well is like really learning to love myself and knowing that I'm I'm good enough and that you know I'll just work hard and keep doing what I'm doing and we're gonna get there. So yeah, just yeah. a few little obstacles, but. That's cool. It's great to hear that self-confidence, you know, mm -hmm. to, to hang in there and to keep on going. Uh, that's really remarkable to just keep slugging through and, and really keep that focus on the brighter, that bright, sunny, happy place in the future there. That's really good. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and Mandy and I have talked about, too, we're like allowing our dreams to kind of evolve, you know, not being stuck in just, oh, I need to be working with major artists or I need to be on a major tour singing and performing. But it's allowing like this podcast became another dream for us or, you know what I mean? Just, just having other creative outlets and, and learning as we go. So, yeah, you know, I think many of the artists that we've come, they've come through here. There are a few that probably mm -hmm. have that aspiration to be on the big stage. Mm -hmm. uh, but many, many are quite happy doing what they're doing with mm -hmm. their music, playing it their way mm -hmm. and having that control. And that means a lot to them too. So, Absolutely. you know, there's are that, they ain't out there for the bright lights in the big city. They're mm -hmm. out there for the love of what they're doing. And mm -hmm. that's really, it comes through in the passion of their songs. Absolutely. Which definitely is what Mandy does. Oh, thank yeah. You. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that kind of just made me think. It's like, you know, sometimes as a smaller artist, we just think, yeah, the big stage, the big stage. And, you know, I want to be the next something or I want to do that. And I think just a lesson in life that kind of hits is that we always think the grass is kind of greener on the other side. And it becomes a reality where like the grass is green wherever you're standing mm -hmm. and wherever you want to water it. So it's, I, I've definitely, you know, I, I've played some cool stages. I've, I've sang with Kenny Chesney um, at the CMA Awards a few years ago and performed with him. I've opened up for Blake Shelton, worked with Kelly Clarkson um, and a, a lot of Canadian artists. And it's really cool. I've had these moments and I'm just like, oh, I just want to be on tour and open up and do these things. But I think you know, being an independent artist is super cool, especially at this time and um, where we have the access to release music ourselves and, and do that. And it's really cool to be sitting here right now and seeing all of you guys out there and knowing that this is more of an intimate, like fun connection. And we can actually talk, you know, where it's like if I was playing a big arena, I wouldn't really be able to do that. So I, I just think it's, it's cool. You just water the grass where you're standing. So that's cool and this is really great the whole podcast concept because i think everybody's feedback from the house concerts it's a chance to talk to the artist in the mm -hmm. in the lobby or foyer yeah. and hear some of their stories and stuff like that so this worked out really well to be able to have a podcast hear mm -hmm. some of your stories hear some of the questions here this is really great Aww, yeah. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. thank you thank you well was there another question no i was just saying any oh other any other questions 
Ooh, all right. Well, Al, do you want to start off? No, 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 no. Are you, okay, okay. Gonna I was going to say Mandy McMillan. <laughs> You're sitting right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mandy McMillan. <laughs> no. Um, my favorite songwriters. Well, ooh, man, that is. I, I can say I love a, a whole variety of them. And I think when I first moved down to Nashville, um, because at that point I was really listening to mainstream um, country to kind of, you know, know the, know the forte of what was happening in Nashville, huge Rhett Akins fan. Um, who's written for Blake Shelton, um, Luke Bryan, some huge songs. I mean, I'm trying to think of, he had that song back in the 90s. He was an artist and kind of a little bit of a, I don't want to say one hit wonder because that's definitely not the truth, but that was his major song. It was uh, That Ain't My Truck. That Ain't My Truck. Yeah. Great song. But Red Akins was a huge, um, huge influence for me to move down. Um, songwriters now, really digging into it, John Prine, um, phenomenal, Ooh. yes. Big John Prine fan. Big so John. Okay. Well, cruises, well, yeah. well, now I know what I'm going to add. It, like now I know what what cover songs I'm going to add in there. But yeah, John Prine. Um, I think right now. Um, oh, what's her name? Humbling kind. Lori McKenna. Yeah. Lori yeah. McKenna. Humble and kind. Humble and kind. Humble and kind. Another Kayamo artist where we've been on. So. Oh yes, Kayamo. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, Lori. She's just. I mean, I've I've gone to a few of her events in Nashville where where you're. Um, she's on her songwriter series at the Hall of Fame and and just to hear her talk and her story and that she doesn't even live in Nashville and she just is killing it. She wrote Humble and Kind by herself, you know, Girl Crush, all this stuff. She she's just another one to really look up to. So, yeah. And there's a there's, there's a so whole bunch more. Liz Rose is amazing. Um, oh, Philip White. Yeah. Yes. One of my um, I've had the an amazing honor of working with a songwriter down in Nashville and and we met through this kind of crazy coincidence. I'm not even going to get into the story because it would would be a long time to tell. (laughs) But we met through a friend, and she brought him out to one of my shows. I was playing in Nashville, and um, and just kind of clicked. He really liked my sound and everything. So we started talking, and and I didn't at first know exactly who he was. But come to learn, it's Philip White, and he's written songs for uh, Blake Shelton, uh, Nobody But Me. Mm -hmm. Um, He's written the theme song for Reba's show. And he also won an award at the ACMs uh, for Song of the Year for Rascal Flatts, I'm Moving On. And so I've been able to work with him. He's phenomenal. We've written a bunch of songs together. And we actually do have plans to go down to Muscle Shoals and record a side project um, with that. So keep an eye out. It's very exciting. But, yeah, Philip White. Yes. I actually, I got to, yeah, I got to go down there um, about a year and a half ago. Philip was hosting a... Um, a songwriter's retreat and he invited me down to to kind of help him like coach him through it which is kind of interesting or help him you know um, get through everything because I've hosted songwriting retreats in Canada which is wild to me because Philip White asked me to come along to help him so that was pretty cool but I got to sit in and and we went around to the studios fame and all that stuff and just to learn the the essence of Muscle Shoals is unreal and and I started to realize that a lot of the classic rock bands that I listened to growing up and loved they were recorded and written their albums down in Muscle Shoals. Yeah, it's epic. So I can't wait to go back. We got to go. Absolutely. Be a great trip. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to hear more about Philip's story, we did happen to interview him as well on our podcast. So he's one of our our episodes. So it was was a really cool experience to sit down with him and just pick his brain about everything he's done. So... And I just realized, I just remembered, we were supposed to call him on our way up here today. Whoopsies. Sorry, Sorry, (laughs) Philip. We'll call you tomorrow. Oh my gosh. No, the name of the podcast is The Dreamcatcher Pod. 
or Dreamcatcher Pod. Yeah, mm-hmm. is where you can find us. And Carly and I have social media cards for the podcast that are over here at the merch table. Feel free to grab a handful, hand them out to your friends, um, family, anybody who's out there wanting to pursue a dream or be inspired. We, I think um, we've released 38 episodes so far in the year. So, yeah. So definitely check it out. We were a little ambitious this year trying to release one every wow. week. But uh, it, it's been amazing. So... It's really inspired us every time we've talked to someone and we hope that it inspires others and you know, we're just, we're living out that dream. Cool. Yeah. But one more thing we like to ask Al is, do you have any advice for our dreamers just in life and pursuing their dreams? Anything that you would want to share with them? You know, uh, I do this at work. It's uh, to me, it's uh, the new talent that comes in. The the thing is to pick out that bright, shiny, happy place you want to go to and, Stay focused on that, the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be barriers. There'll be hurdles. Um, everything's not a straight line in life. And sometimes those detours, you learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Learn from those and get stronger, but always pursue that. Don't give up on it. Uh, I think having that, that dream of where you want to be and just keep working for it, um, that work ethic and the adventure you get along the way really adds a whole lot of value to life. Uh, not just a financial, but also in learnings and relationships and so on and so forth. So it's really keep focused, uh, pick out that bright, shiny place. Um, it may move a little bit, mm-hmm. but you got to have that North Star where you're going to and keep going there. Love it. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Give it up for Al. <laughs> Make sure we get that on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I know Al, think. <laughs> the what? Dalai Lama. <laughs> Dalai Lama. All the advice. Yeah. Well, Al, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Of course, having us here, inviting all your friends out to to have a nice house concert and enjoy 2020 as it is. And everybody, we got to give it up for Sue because we know yes. that she is the right-hand lady here helping put everything on. So, Sue, thank you so much. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks much. Great, great to be a part of this. Thank you much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, everybody in Loveland. And we are can't wait for Mandy to perform tonight. But we're going to sign off with our dreamers. We're wishing everybody good vibes, good times, and sunshine. Until next time.